Hello and welcome back to Burning Christians. My name is Mbali and today I have two amazing guests, Gabriel Krauser and Marius Root, who are here to help me answer Burning Christians. Guys, welcome to Burning Christians. Hi, Mbali. Hi, Gabriel. How's it, Mbali? How's it, Marius? Cool. Okay, guys, let's get into it. So as we know, we are going to be voting um, on the 1st of November, if I'm not uh, mistaken. It's the 1st of November, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so, you know, most South Africans would say we've been voting for so many years, you know, but um, the change is there, but it's not what I want exactly. So the first question that I would like to ask from you guys, can South Africans trust these upcoming elections? A simple, short answer will do for this one. I think the answer is both uh, uh, yes and no. Uh, the IEC has generally been pretty good uh, since... Uh, you know, uh, I mean, the 1994 poll was quite chaotic, but there was obviously quite a unique poll. There was, you know, it was very unique conditions. There wasn't a vote as well. Obviously, the first, uh, you know, democratic poll. But since then, the IEC has been pretty good. They've been fairly trustworthy. But uh, in recent years, there seems to have been, uh, there seems to be a bit of a lack of, uh, uh, how can I put it, um, expertise within the uh I see, and there have been uh, we, we've seen some issues uh, going uh, going back to the last couple of elections where there have been some things that have looked a bit strange. Uh, we know that uh, there have been complaints that uh, electoral agents and so on, people who worked for the IC, were necessarily as trained as well as they had been in the past. And this is basically just a, a, an issue of uh, resources and so on. So uh, I think if there is a reason to not trust the IEC, it would simply be because uh, uh, issue of resources and because uh, people maybe haven't been uh, trained as well as they should have. Uh, but just to uh, highlight something that maybe our uh, viewers and listeners don't know is that in 2004, the IEC had actually made a mistake and given the Zanian People's Organization 2,666 votes that it shouldn't have. And those votes should actually have gone to the African Christian Democratic Party. And that was actually the difference between uh, a seat in Parliament. So the ZARPA actually went from having two seats in Parliament to one, and the ACDP from six to seven. This is just because the those extra 2,000 votes were enough to push them over a certain threshold and uh, give them the extra seats. So, in, and you know, this kind of thing isn't unique. It happens, uh, it can come down to human error and people make mistakes. But I think what is very important this election and elections across, across the world, and we saw that recently, in the Zambian election, where members of the new president, Kainda Hichilema, the United Party for National Development, they had uh, people in each polling station across the country to make sure that polling was fair or voting was fair. I mean, we do this already, but I think this in the various polling stations and, uh, you know, opposition uh, party agents and making sure that everything Mm, okay, we'll just ask him to repeat yeah. the way he says voting was fair. Marius, are you back with us? Yes, but I go. Sorry. Yeah, you were a bit... Uh, yeah, so let's take it from um, the Zambian elections. They had one person in each voting station. Um, yeah. yeah. I think. So in the Zambian elections where Hakainde Hichilema just uh, won the uh, election with his United Party for National Development, they had uh, people in each polling station across Zambia making sure that the governing party, the Patriotic Front, couldn't get up to any uh, you know, shenanigans and uh, you know, and make sure that the voting was fair, the counting was fair. And I think that's very important in South Africa. It already happens. Uh, opposition parties do have people in the various uh, polling stations. 
And I think that's yeah. something that is very important, in, especially in these elections, which are going to be so chaotic, probably the most chaotic elections in South Africa since 1994 because of everything that we've had leading up to them. So I think, yeah, that's, we just, uh, opposition parties need to be aware of this and they just need to, you know, they, they'll be the ones watching the, uh, or the ones watching the counters in this case. Mm, okay. All right. Um, thanks for that, Marius. Um, and I think, so now that we know that who checks the, the vote counts, which is obviously the IEC, Gabriel, I'll come to you and say, um, can we actually trust the IEC and maybe take us through how actually these votes are counted? Um, can we trust the IEC? The short answer is you, you you can trust them as far as they're being supervised. Uh, and I think that's what Marius is getting to. You've got to base your trust on evidence uh, and, on, and on past performance. And the past performance has been a spotty record. It's been good enough. It's been totally good enough. Uh, but the, the trend has not been in the right direction. That's why you need supervision. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the process is this. Um, each ballot has unique and distinct, distinguished features. So when you make your vote, that ballot is then sealed. It goes into a box, which is then sealed. And then there's a chain of custody as those boxes are gathered up and taken to the counting stations. The counting okay. is then supposed to take place in a supervised way. It gets tallied. Those numbers get collated by the IEC. Remember, there's like 25,000 voting stations around the country, so it really is a lot uh, that has to be done. And then they will announce the results. And everything is supposed to be kept on record so that if there's a subsequent challenge, if you say, well, between here and there or between there and there, there was an issue, uh, the paper trail should be traceable, even for those parts that aren't publicly accessible uh, through a kind of court process, through the electoral court. Um, there have been issues with voting stations that have been taken over. So part of the way that an election can be rigged or unfree is not by sneaking with the votes, uh, we have had boxes that go missing and stuff like that. Usually yeah. it's been figured out and it's been kept to a minimum. Again, that's why we've got to keep our eye on it. Uh, the other way to rig an election is to intimidate voters and to make it impossible yeah. for them to get out the vote. Uh, yeah. I was very distressed at that happening in a couple of voting stations, I think in Pumalanga and in Apopo in 2019. Uh, that's going to require uh, beyond just... Uh, watching the counters, that actually requires the SACPS, sorry, the South African Police Service to do their job, uh, mm. which is to keep the peace and make sure that rioters and intimidators and looters are not getting in the way of voters' uh, rights, fundamental and important rights, uh, uh, the basic right of a citizen to, so partici mm. to participate and hold your leadership to account. Yeah, That's why it's illegal to take a photo of your ballot paper in the polling booth, because apparently what yeah. happens is People get told you must take a photo and then you must come show us that you voted for the correct party. That's why it's legal to do that. And people, uh, anybody who's listening uh, right now must uh, definitely not do that if that's what they're worried about. And that's one way people get intimidated. Uh, but just to uh, quickly come back to the issue of trust in uh, the IEC, uh, something that yeah. should be quite worrying for us is that uh, according to Afrobarometer, it's a very good polling company that is polling across Africa. And they ask South Africans, how much do you trust the Electoral Commission? In 2006, 56% of South Africans said they trust it uh, a lot or somewhat, and only 12% they don't trust it at all. That was in 2006. Now in 2021, 30% of South Africans said they don't trust it at all, and only 36% said they trust it a lot or somewhat. So that's definitely something to be concerned about. And yeah. this can be for a number of reasons, political parties saying you shouldn't trust it, but also maybe people's own experience. 
I'm saying, look, these guys aren't doing a proper job. I don't know if we can trust them. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, Gabriel, do you have anything else to add before we close the show? Uh, maybe inspire me to go vote because I'm, I'm, I don't think well, I'm going to go vote. <laughs> so, so today's the day, right? This uh, this election has been very confusing uh, mm-hmm. because the IEC didn't want to have this election until after coronavirus. Uh, yeah. But there is no after coronavirus. So they were told to go ahead like so many other countries that have done it. And just like going to the grocery store, just like getting a grant, just like going to work, there's a stupid way to do it and there's a safe way to do it. So we're encouraging people to be safe and do this thing properly. Firstly. Yeah. Secondly, the IEC has then said, can we reopen the candidate list after the ANC failed? This is making people worry. There are yeah. issues there. The Institute of Race Relations is, is, is part of the team going to court. There are many people in court trying to argue this thing out. The court process is going to take care of that. What yeah. you need to take care of as a voter is your municipality. Ultimately, you're in charge. And the, the, the only thing to do is to take charge, to take responsibility. Responsibility is something that's lying out there and it's not going to do anything unless you take it into your own hands. I will concede. I have never voted in a municipal election before in my life because in my 20s, I was too distracted. I was too busy uh doing this and that we don't have to get into all of the details some of them were good things sometimes i was working sometimes mm-hmm. i was catching up on a bubble us and i just yeah. i just let the world happen to me and i look back at that and i think sis man um grow up i think it's really it's never too late uh to 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 grow up but it can be too late to register and guess what? If yes. you don't register this weekend, this is the in-person voter yeah. registration weekend, then it will be too late to vote. So register this weekend. Once you've got that done, you can keep thinking about who you want to vote for, uh, whether they're going to improve service delivery in your area, whether they're going to make sure that your rights are being properly respected, whether they're going to be stuffing their own pockets and whether you're down with that. You can have that thought. You can have that debate. But register yourself now. Then come 1st November, if you've got something to say, you can put your tick in the box, it's your own secret, and you can be part of making a change. Definitely. Gabriel, thank you so much for that. Um, and I think what I'll do is that I'll add a link in the description box um, for you guys to go register to vote. Um, as Gabriel was saying, stop nursing your papalas and grow up. <laughs> Let's go vote, guys, on the 1st of <laughs> November. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Burning Questions. And yeah, hope to see you guys next week Wednesday. Gabriel and Marius, thank you so much for taking the time to Inspire me to vote and everyone else out there. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Make it count. <laughs>